there's a book called know. Truth and Comedy uh, that a lot of improvisers read. Um, and uh, why does it need to be a book? Like it's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. Why do you need to read anything for improvising? Oh man, just come up with it off the dome. This is one of those moments where I know that I could throw this back in Matt's face about any number of things that are books that have titles that are kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> and, and you're, you're but I will never the... remember to do this. Uh, <laughs> well, we already know gravity has a rainbow. Why do I need to read about it? <laughs> I just I can't imagine them giving more than one type of example for truth and comedy. But imagine if. But also, Matt, imagine what, if that's the whole book. What are you no, talking no, about? No, I'm with Matt here. I'm with Matt here. Imagine if that's the whole book then, too. Like, you read the next page, and he's like, so a friend of mine was getting divorced, and I told him, and then the next page, and you're like, here's some more bad things that happened to a friend that they turned into comedy. The reason we're taking so long to talk about this show is because it's literally one joke, and it's 20 minutes, it's basically, like, of that joke. How is this a show? I don't know how it's to like talk about it. It's like an SNL sketch. There are three jokes. <laughs> it's like a mad TV there sketch. Are, there are three jokes. <laughs> it's it's okay. okay. Wait, Matt. These people. Wait, or sorry, Stephen. We, we we should introduce the episode. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Before you before we do the full recap in three sentences, guys. It's as you know, on uh, a spooky, scary Halloween. Ooh, this episode won't come out on Halloween, but we're all here in costume. I'm dressed as Sufjan Stevens. Joining me, <laughs> Matt. Why don't you tell us what your costume is? Uh, uh, we can all see uh, it. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, well, we can see it. But oh, the, he's just uh, as Jay Z. Also here, Travis Marmon. Travis, tell us what your costume is today. Uh, well, inspired by today's show, I decided to dress as Jewish Dracula. <laughs> Does that have a punny name? Like Blackula? I was trying to think of one earlier, and I, uh, I'd i have to get back to you on that. Okay. I want one by the end of the episode. Stephen <laughs> okay. Dowden, also here. And who are you today? I'm dressed as... Dracula. I'm dressed... I'm dressed as <laughs> Wednesday Adams, um, because two shows aired at the exact same time with the exact what? same... What the fuck <laughs> was this going on with later. These shows... <laughs> These shows premiered six days from each other. <laughs> six days between their premieres. Uh, it's, as you know, the podcast that's dedicated to making you hate TV like we hate TV by talking about the first and last episodes of TV shows. We used to cover blind spots, but now we mostly just get mad. Uh, and today's episode was The Munsters. If you couldn't already tell, maybe you thought it was actually The Addams Family. Because I bet we could do both. A show, a show, another show... That was 25 minutes of the exact same bit. <laughs> I've, I've always, as long as I can remember, I've been fascinated by this phenomenon of, like, simultaneous releases of similar things. Yeah. I've thought about trying to do a Learned League one day dedicated to this, or, you know. That would you know, work. Uh, just because of, you know, the fact that, like, you know, Deep Impact in Armageddon is always my personal favorite of that example. But there are so many. What, and what this was the uh, Friends, friends like with benefits and no strings uh, attached. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Matt, you were talking about the illusionist and the prestige. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Is the, this is the end and the world's end. Okay, how about there being three different animated Yeti movies that came out between twenty perfect seventeen and eighteen? Perfect example. And I okay, hold on. Smallfoot. Smallfoot's one of them. Um, Abominable. Yes. Oh fuck. Oh no! 
And then the other uh, one is like uh, that one animator that does. It's like a stop motion deal. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, called. yeah. I know what it's uh, called. My, my, it's like it's like missing link. Yeah, it's missing link. Woo! Here's a question. Only, yeah. And was that there one did a, an inciting like Yeti short animation and like you know <laughs> not no very idea. many people saw it, but everyone who saw it made an animated film about a Yeti. One of them, one of them was in development for several years, and then the other two like kind of quickly were all happening around. A lot, it, I mean, animation. It's like a small industry, and people hear about stuff like. That's what, uh, it's you hear they're the working on a Yeti thing? Um, we'll do a Yeti thing. That's cool. Ants and a yeah. bug life. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's another one. And then also um, the Guillermo del oh, Toro, right. Day of the Dead one, and Coco. I can't yes. remember huh. the, uh, what the first uh, one It's was. just called... Uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I, it had a complicated title. Um, Book of Life. Uh, Book of Life, yeah. Not complicated so, at all. So I read an... <laughs> I read it. <laughs> I was cutting you some slack. I was just like, yeah, I mean, that's not like immediately a thing. I thought it might be Spanish in it or something. None of that was true. I didn't see that movie. Can I, have I told you guys Mitzi's theory of life, the, the savory or original um, uh, breakdown of all things? <laughs> what is happening here? I'm sorry. So, who's Mitzi? I, I, uh, I went on a road trip, and my grandmother gave me a bunch of snacks. Uh, Is your grandmother's they, first name Mitzi? Mitzi. How did and I not she, know that? That's, uh, that's say, such wait, a cute name. This? She just like put these snacks in the trunk of my car, and uh, she told me, "All right, like for for everything, I got you. I got you savory, or like for Chex Mix, I got you savory and original." And when we finally put, like, we opened the trunk and actually got the snacks out, like, six days later, and neither of those were the name of the flavor at all. Uh, not even related. Uh, and now I really like the idea of, like, anything that happens, anything that is two, you have to decide <laughs> which is savory and which is original. Uh, so I have to ask you, Munsters, savory or original? Adam's family, savory or original? Adam's family's the savory one. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, we're talking about the Munsters. Steven, did you want to talk about the Munsters? Yeah. So um, I wanted to do a spooky show. Um, <laughs> my my dad. This was almost I, I was, too I, scary to watch. I will admit. I agree. <laughs> um, my father uh, loved the Adam's family and the Munsters growing up. And I was thinking that we did we've done too many shows post 2000 because almost all of them have been where TV has been airing forever. Um, and yeah, forever, you know, uh, the Maccabees watched some amazing television programs that we're going to get to in season three of, as you know, yeah, they had eight episodes. They thought there'd only be one. <laughs> That's a joke that went over my imagine. It's very funny. Hanukkah. I'm not smart enough. Are you for aware of the? Are you aware of the? <laughs> they thought the oil could only last about. for one for one night and last for eight. Yeah. Oh, that's not that complicated. Um. So, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> this episode has a lot of judging whether things are complicated or not so far. <laughs> no, I was I was only like I was only criticizing myself because I was like that's over my head and I was like yeah if I thought a little bit more then I think I probably would have gotten there. Um. <laughs> So effectively, uh, CBS was working on the monsters, and then the creator of the Adams Family pitched the Adams Family to CBS, and they were like, "No, 
were already doing the Munsters. And then ABC was like, oh shit, CBS is doing the Munsters. We'd better do the Adams Family. This is clearly this is this is a this cutting is the way edge culture is going. Like everybody yeah, wants to see a comedy show about a normal monster family. They were really like, okay, we've seen enough of the like super like the I Love Lucy sort of here's a here's a family who's a bit kooky but sort of normal and very positive. Let's let's flip it on its head and be a bit like I don't know counterculture about it in the most in the most non counterculture way ever. Uh, but but the sort of way that that ABC and CBS can be counterculture, which is right. not. Um, they, they, the, a lot of people think the reason why they only aired for two seasons was because they both existed and because they were so similar that people were a bit overexposed. And then other things like Bewitched happened and people were just yeah. a bit too obsessed with like, okay, it's magical and kind of creepy, but actually it's just... Re- it's still very... It's just normal sitcom writing, but... Clean so. and sitcom. And this one, this one... Compared to the Adams Family, this one's like super slapsticky. Uh, like the Adams Family pushed some boundaries minorly. This was like <laughs> the Adams Family was the first television show that showed full penetration, unsimulated sex, <laughs> simulated sex, <laughs> right there on, on the between the between Thing and Cousin It. Actually, it was weird. Yeah. And they and they made jokes about how it was an unpleasant experience for both of them because that's the opposite. Of what uh, people who that's right, right, that's and how and how they should have done it in front of everyone because that would also be the opposite of what you know the generally accepted consensus of culturally appropriate is. You guys get the joke. I get it only once you completely explained it. Yeah, thank you. So you were gonna say why the show actually got canceled because that's also funny. Why did the show uh, actually because get canceled? Of, because because of Nazis. No, because the the argument, what they claim is because Batman, because of because Batman I've, I've was seen, so popular and it ate all the fucking ratings up in that time slot. I mean, if you're gonna give me the choice between watching Frankenstein's monster make jokes about how everyone else is ugly, or watch Batman run around with a cartoon-sized bomb as he like tries to figure out where to throw it before you know causing like a minor explosion in the trunk of a car or whatever, I'm gonna pick Batman every time. Batman was a much better show. Um, better soundtrack. Before, before we get into the plot of this show, I did fingers for everybody who uh, can't see. He his, did scare his... quotes. He didn't... He did doing fingers. fingers is a weird... <laughs> <laughs> that could be many things. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm just doing fingers over here. You, before we, we even jumped into all of this, you mentioned that the show only had three jokes. Can you break down three what jokes. three jokes Yeah, are? so one of... So one, yeah, I mean, three core jokes. Number one... They don't like things that other people like, and they do like things that other people don't like. That's that's like, I mean, that's one joke to me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> joke number two: Grandpa makes messes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty classic. Number three: Marilyn is ugly as hell. And, and, and like, and like, we'll never find love. And this joke, like, like, I feel. Yeah. So the, the jokes with Marilyn being that she is some hideous creature. I've never seen somebody do that with an XLR cable. Somehow that is the first time I've ever seen somebody try that. (laughs) You've never seen someone, you've never seen someone clean it out. Like it's an N64 cartridge. That's the first time that's ever happened. (laughs) 
the um, yeah, the Marilyn jokes are just weird. I mean, clearly because they're like, oh, you know, this is she's so she's gorgeous. so hideous. Well, it's just to them they're all monsters. So clearly, she must be hideous if she doesn't look like a monster, which really just feels weird for like the standards of what the monsters. I mean, you know, it's a grand tradition for monsters to be drawn to beautiful women. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's not like Lily was like a fucking like Count Orlock. Like she pretty much just looks like a regular human woman, but with like well, no, but it's, a it's speak. apparently yeah, yeah, she's yeah, green they, though. Oh uh, yeah, they did say that. Oh, is she a witch? She's a, she's a vampire. Oh I, wait, then why is she green? I thought they said gray. Maybe I don't know. Oh. We can't. It's it's in black and white, so we can only tell you. What yeah, we if were only there of. was a colorized unaired pilot that one person on this. There was podcast. no Lily in the unaired pilot. Is the thing. No, wait, really? So yeah, so they they reca- they recast uh, Lily Munster, who in the original was named something else. It's not important. And the the pilot Mason. that they did not air. I don't really know why. I think they probably just had a fill in because they hadn't decided who she was going to be yet. Uh, or something, but I couldn't find. I actually couldn't find anything. The Maryland actress from the pilot, or no, the pilot the for the first episode. What premiere? She made it like thirteen episodes, and they were like, "No, no, no, get out!" Get the she fuck got out lied here. to about her contract or something. Is uh, I don't know. There's a contract dispute there. There's a lot going on. Uh, we stand with uh, Maryland's original we actress. Do. Yeah, yeah as you know. Yeah, Beverly Owen. Beverly Owens stands here. Fuck Pat Priest. <laughs> Pat Priest is such a good name, though. Yeah, uh, fucking scab. Do you guys want to? Do you guys want to th- just throw a guess at the main topic of the unaired pilot? Just, just toss it out there. Uh, I want to guess. New neighbors move in, and and it's Halloween when they do. So they think, oh, these people are wild and crazy. And then they learn that they're monsters and then they move out. And then they're like, ah, new neighbors again. And this is what's always happening to them. No, unfortunately it's, it's, that's too nice for what happened. Oh, they Um, kill a guy. No, uh, no, they just (laughs) too mean. Okay. So it's, it's between, (laughs) they they simply maim a guy. No, it's, uh, it's, uh, Marilyn brings a guy home. She gets scared away when Herman answers the door, blames herself, and then they talk for a while about how she's ugly and they need to help her. Uh, and they try to help her uh, become and beautiful. The, the in final their eyes. shot is that weird toaster being held above the bathtub. <laughs> that toaster is fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> is that what toasters looked like in the sixties? Are supposed to be a weird haunted toaster? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I want. I was going to like to zap one... my bread. That seems cool. I wanted to apply some media analysis to this show uh, and oh, posit no. that this entire thing is an allegory for um, racially integrating the suburbs um, <laughs> in this era. Um, <laughs> and like everything about the, like the monsters, like effectively are like the black family that's moving in and everyone around them. But they're so affluent. Of them. It, like more affluent, affluent than everybody families. else. I'm just saying, they like, and, and it doesn't matter. matter. I mean, you they're moving what? to the suburbs. This is, you know, yeah. they're, they're, they're black wealth that's moved in, and people are, like, off put by them, or, like, uh, you know, dress in blackface at Halloween parties, and then. Oh, my God. All right. I'd love to read this article, Travis. Yeah, yeah, like, this in this essay, I will. Uh, so, I have a question. Oh boy. Um, the Adam family, those are just, like, they're just little freaks, right? There was yeah. no like explanation. They were just kind of freaks. Honestly, yeah, they're se- they sexual aren't, deviants. That's the biggest issue. They, have. they aren't actual <laughs> monsters, except hey, I'm sorry. for. I'm sorry, Travis. What? 
That's what they are. That's what off puts people about them is their their deviance. The thing about the monsters that I thought was interesting is that they are the original ones. Like yes. it's actually Dracula, and yes, uh, like, and again, he's Jewish now. <laughs> it's just it's Dracula sounds like Richard Kind, <laughs> and he really and, does. And, yeah, and I I need I I I don't. I don't want my brain. I have a bad brain, and I wish it didn't ask this question. Is Eddie actually their child? Did Frankenstein fuck how a vampire? Th- and and the birth. <laughs> is that how you get a werewolf? I have a bigger is question. Like which is the originals? How is Marilyn? How is Marilyn their cousin? On what side is Marilyn related to them? For she's also, just a regular human. Readers, listeners, she hasn't killed anybody yet. Listeners, I want to she apologize. I said. That the next time somebody picked a vampire show, I would scream until they picked a different show. And then two weeks later, Stephen picked a vampire show, and I didn't I did. do anything. I did. <laughs> Only in broad strokes. Uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is a Frankenstein vehicle primarily, I think. It, yeah, he was certainly the the lead, more or less, of the show. He's also it's, been in other stuff that I've seen, unlike everybody else in the show. He's great in Pet Cemetery. I love... Since again, since we were just like, I, there's one joke. We, the plot will take no time. Uh, I do love the, like Dracula is has been really you know it, it's shifted from what the original is, for sure. But yeah. Frankenstein compared to Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus is such a wildly different <laughs> thing now. Like we're all like, yeah, Frankenstein. He kind of looks like the Hulk. He's got bolts in his uh, you know, in there, and like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the original Frankenstein, it's like, yeah, he's stitched together, but he just looks like a guy. He's just know. a guy. How, how did we get there? Who, uh, who defined that? Like, who, who was, who was like, the Dante the of Frankenstein? Universal. It's got to be the Universal Horror Pictures. Because, like, the cool. thing is, like, this was produced and distributed by NBC Universal, who had the rights to all these classic monsters. Like, I don't know if the monsters ever also had a mummy show up or the Invisible Man, but, like, I wouldn't be... Surprised if they did. They should have. Frankly, I can't believe Rob Zombie's The Monsters isn't part of the Dark Universe. <laughs> Maybe it originally was. Who knows? I haven't looked into the production details behind that. Well, you know who's going to play Frankenstein in the Dark Universe? For those of you who are listening to this podcast and are now frantically going to Google to figure out what the hell the Dark Universe is, okay, that was I the didn't... attempt at Universal to create their own cinematic universe using their original properties, their, their iconic monster properties. It kicked off with The Mummy, not the Brendan Fraser one, no, 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 the Tom Cruise one with Sofia Boutella where she is the mummy, and then he's also somehow the mummy, and it's the only film in the Dark Picture universe, except there was a Dark Picture title card. And they put out a whole cast announcement. There was a photo shoot. It's not the only one because Dracula Untold. Dracula Untold is not in the Dark Universe. Anyways, Travis, I'm tired of the dodging. Who played, who was announced as Frankenstein (laughs) in the Dark Universe? Well, I know that Russell Crowe was Dr. Jekyll. Yes, of course. Um, Duh. And he was supposed to be like the Nick Fury of the Dark Universe. Uh huh. Yes, he worked for the organization that, from my understanding, was the Dark Universe. I'm going to take a totally out there guess and I'm going to say. Henry Rollins. Javier Bardem. Wow. <laughs> that would actually wow. rule. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that could be good. With Johnny Depp as the invisible man. Sure. Let's hope that he's invisible in that he does not appear in the film. The failure of the failure of the Dark Universe led to the good Invisible Man movie, which that was, was a good movie. Weird. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, the monsters. <laughs> the monsters. The monsters. The monsters. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's yeah, what 
break into the plot of the first one, which will take approximately three seconds to describe. I like the runway intro. Like the runway intro where they just like do a thing where they're like, here's my thing. Every show should have uh, to do that. And then if you're trying to make a serious (laughs) show, you have to like overcome how silly the intro is. (laughs) Uh, I saw this right after I... Wait a second. Let's talk about the shows (laughs) that we want to see. The Sopranos. The Wire. (laughs) No, The Sopranos would almost work a little too well. Yeah, I'm that thinking was, that like rock for that I'm show. thinking. I'm shows talking. That, I'm talking. Boss. So shows that shows that take themselves a bit too seriously, like like maybe Homeland. Um, Homeland should absolutely have to do that. <laughs> I Homeland, mean, twenty four. Like Homeland yeah. oh, would man. also be good because <laughs> then you could have like Timothy Chalamet like run over somebody and then just like look at the camera and go, "Oh no!" And that's because yes, in season two of. Homeland, Timothy Chalamet kills somebody by running them over the car. He's also, maybe it's season one, but he's also the vice president's son. So for those of you who don't watch the episodes, basically each of the, each of the members of the main family comes out and does a thing to show who they are and what they're about. Herman comes out of the stairs, under the stairs and walks up the stairs. And then Lily comes out. He's mostly making faces. He so, loves yeah. to make faces. I mean, this is like this He's is proto Tim Allen. It's crazy. Like, like Tim Allen took so much from Frank Wynn. Uh, I think. Fred Gwynn. Uh, Frank Wynn. What? Fred Gwynn. I think is his name. Fred oh, Frank? sorry. I know He's it's just Frank playing Frankenstein. That's so. right. And the and they they redid this for the for the finale. They had like Eddie swing a giant bat and um you know Bam. Marilyn looking cute. <laughs> Stop, stop it. I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> I, wish you said the rest, I wish you had said that part with an Irish accent. Uh, so this Maryland. show was filmed in black and white because it costs less money, not because they couldn't film in color. That is, uh, uh, so as, uh, as somebody who, who takes photos and does those things, I love, love color, and I love to say that I use color because it's an, you know, there's an intention. And then I use black and white when I really just want to expose the, you know, really explore the light. But really what I'm saying is it's $5 a roll for black and white. And like, listen, guys, I'm not made out of money over here. The universal truth is people shoot in black and white always because it's cheaper. This and show felt expensive in other ways, too. So probably a good. Like, well, yeah, I mean, they have to reanimate that guy. I mean, and, and to pay the top-notch writers that they had. Gosh, I'm sure I that mean, this was episode, so this episode much of their budget. What year was this first one? 1964. 64. For 1964, the fact that this first episode took place in two locations. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> like, wow. Steven, you talk yeah. shit about the writers, but like the first episode, to make one episode of this was clever and fun. The fact that there are 70 that like I presumably think- from the last one, what I learned is they're all like this and they just kept <laughs> making this. Yeah. Yeah. What um, the fuck? I mean, maybe clever and fun. And I, t- I, I, I mean, I'm. I sometimes when we watch these old shows, especially with comedy, I have to realize that, like, you know, this show walked so that what we do in the shadows could run because, like, that what we Absolutely. do in the shadows is just a much more like it is this. But what if, like, they had some awareness of continuity or like gave their people actual real motivations and had commentary on society that was like really fun and like you know smart yeah. and anyway again this had that this was about uh, God. <laughs> integrating the suburbs yeah at the time this is hear. the funniest thing somebody could possibly imagine happening 
I was my, yeah thinking the whole time watching this, I was like, people had were like, because like I was chuckling at a few things, and I was like, people were probably like they were, scream laughing, and they're yeah, they were no, Travis, they like, would watch an howling. episode of this, and then they were just like fucking in the streets, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> chaos, <laughs> like it was raptures. They were throwing their bras at the television set because they just didn't know what to yeah. do. Dude, I mean, did you see yeah. that was, dancing at the masquerade? That was the most dude, scandalous. The dancing, like, you actually couldn't show stuff like that on TV when this came out, dude. I, lo- I loved the dancing. I was like, I wish people danced like this sometimes. I, I was like dancing. I was <laughs> dancing last night and I was like, it must have been so nice at the time to just be like, all I have to do is this and this is fun. <laughs> like, all I have to do is sort of like wiggle my torso back yeah. and forth while I move one of my feet and everybody's like, Hot, we do this for two hours and then we go fuck. <laughs> this is yeah. a good night. <laughs> I do like that. The general vibe I got from the from uh, Herman Munster, that's Frankenstein, yeah. Yeah. is they were like, "What? Are, you know, he's kind of a proto Fraser. You know, he's working class, I guess, because he's carrying the the metal lunchbox and talks about like working. He works his at job a funeral parlor, I believe. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm if that was the, mentioned, there's I'm a just, joke in the uh, last episode. Where he's like, "I'll tell the boys the parlor that I'll, I'll be busy." Or I'm sure, but I'm sure the clientele won't mind. They won't complain because they're dead. He cannot possibly be working class. Do you see their homes? They even I comment they on how nice their that. house is. They inher- oh, did they? they? Yeah. That I, because I, I it's mean, Dracula's house. Right. Yeah. Fair because enough. What, because when Dracula said, he said established American citizenship. Uh, 157 wives? House. 167, I believe you said. 167 wives? What is that return rate? How many? What is it? What is it like? How old is he? I mean... Is he swapping out the new ones? Is he killing them? What is the deal? He's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. He ca- he can't date a wife over the age of twenty three. <laughs> he's gonna be he's turning them all. Stephen Salvatore. I'm sorry. He's dating his wife. That's nice. Yeah, good for him. Uh, but no, there's there's a sort of like stuck up nature in the way Frankenstein speaks that I enjoy. Just takes himself very seriously. He's very, he's, he speaks very properly. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, they, you know, they're like, you know, oh, he's Frankenstein. People see him and they expect, like, oh. And instead, this one will be like, well, hello, hi, how are you? It's, Please come inside. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. If I talked to, to Frank when he, and he was using this voice, I would be so charmed. I'd be very charmed by this man. Now, what if you talk to Fred Gwynn? Um, you know, why do I think his name is Frank Gwynn? I just... <laughs> yeah, I heard he said, because he's Frankenstein, and uh, you're doing that in your head. To me, he's Judd Crandall, so... How did he like, get... How did he get the name accent. Herman? That's true, yeah. That, <laughs> that's not in Mary Shelley's, I believe. I don't Maybe think... Maybe he Victor named Frankenstein himself. is like, and I shall name him Herman Munster. Uh, yeah, I think the traditional, <laughs> I think the traditional choice had? is Frankenstein names himself Adam. yeah. And by traditional, I mean, of course, the choice from I, Frankenstein, the film I read the Wikipedia synopsis of earlier this week. Uh, so, yeah, um, uh, Marilyn's dating a guy named Tom Daly. She's dating noted um, uh, Chicago he, a mayor. diver. Yeah, noted Chicago mayor, noted gay British, I think, diver. Yeah, and uh, he's, um, a, he's a guy. He's a bland guy. And his family's having a masquerade party, and she should come. And she's like, can you, can I bring my, my aunt and uncle? They've raised me since I was a child. So next follow-up question here. Do we learn about did, her parents? That wasn't, that wasn't my question. Uh, we know, Stephen, what happened to her parents. Do we? 
Yeah, they definitely killed her parents, and then they learned that there was this child, and they were like, well, now we have to take care of this oh. child. Totally. By roasting it all the time. That's a By better. That's such a better idea than whatever the canon is. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, so uh, my question is, do you think that the uh, Rob Zombie film would have explored this dark origin story? I think the Rob Zombie movie is actually not going to be like a Rob Zombie movie. From what I understand, it is going to be a genuine love letter to the monsters. Uh, it's not going to be like the Devil's Rejects happened at the, in the Monsters universe. I think he genuinely, this is just him exploring his love of like 60s kitsch in a different way. But I'll see it. It know. sounds fun. No, I'll yeah. watch it. Yeah. Casting his, Zombie, yeah, he should be Bob Zombie him. for this, though. He, yeah, he needs to be Zombie Bob. Um, <laughs> that's what I like to call him. Or as, Steven, or as Steven calls him, the man who loves the violence and does the song. Um, <laughs> Do you, uh, did you guys look at the cast? Uh, I saw his wife is playing Lily. Yeah, that's mm. the only thing I wanted to talk and about. And then that's the other two people are like regular collaborators of his. I've never watched a Rob Zombie movie. I don't know. Really? No, that's none of them are appealing to me You didn't in see any, any, of the, any of the like remakes that he made? No, I've heard they suck. They suck. Like, they're fucking terrible. Years, they're just but... like they're like grim and like have yeah. no fun to them at all, and yeah. are sad. And like Devil's Rejects sounds like torture porn. And yeah, I never saw. No, I don't. I don't. I, it, like if it's a love letter to things that he, you know, like any of the reference material, it doesn't seem like a love letter to that. It seems like what if I made that, but without anything that would actually make it appealing. Yeah, and like I know those movies have their fans. Or like they have like a unique aesthetic or whatever, and people like, but like, but that's not. They're music, not good. They're also really fucking long. Yeah, the, the music, uh, you know, that I loved when I was eleven is enough for me. Yeah, and why? I listen to White Zombie. Why does this show have so many attempted remakes? Because it got really popular in syndication, apparently. Uh, hmm. And what, like on there being a movie and stuff? There was there was an animated one hour special called The Mini Monsters. There was the Monsters Today, a sequel series from eighty-eight to seventy, or from eighty-eight to ninety-one. There was Mockingbird Lane, a remake from Brian Fuller, that was <laughs> to be course. a one-hour drama with spectacular visuals mm. that aired only a um, a pilot episode as a Halloween special in October twenty twelve. Seth Meyers in 2017 said that he was going to work on a modern day interpretation that would set them in Brooklyn. That's where they honestly, I would ordinary family. That's just such a bleak thing to know about. In 2004 had a deal to do a movie version and then the Rob Zombie movie version. Did any of these happen? Only Uh, Rob Zombie one. You can, well, Hey, you can watch the one hour special by Brian Fuller that has Jerry O'Connell as Herman Munster, Portia de Rossi as Lily Munster, Um, some some kids, some random kids mm. that aren't important. Uh, Eddie Azard as Grandpa, and then Cheyenne Jackson as Scoutmaster Steve, a widower and leader of Eddie's scout troop, becomes smitten with Lily. Grandpa plots to kill him so he can feed off his blood and replace Herman's heart. Cheyenne Jackson's the Canadian guy from Thirty Rock, right? Yes. Man, they really loved to just overdo the bit where Grandpa wanted to bite someone's wrist instead of kissing it. They like, would just linger forever. They, 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 I mean, they did that twice within two minutes. And I'm sure there was a commercial break, but like, oh man. They really were like, this is gold. Also, did you guys get that Napoleon joke? Like, was that was that another thing that was just, I'm just not smart enough for that? Well, where they were like, okay, I, I combined my... Part I got. I... 
I'm going to be honest with you guys. I can't remember the, the bones of most he of the He said jokes. he got the Napoleon costume by combining uh, someone I, I'm not aware of, Poirier, maybe, and then Charles de Gaulle and Marlon Brando. Did Marlon uh, Brando ever uh, play Napoleon or anything? No. no, I think maybe he just kind of looked he just like has Marlon, a Marlon Brando. Brando vibe. Yeah, I don't know. That's one. Yeah. That's just like that's just we're too we're not old enough yeah. for this. I'm sorry, but also the first name did you say was Hercule Poirot? No, like Charles I was like, or that, something. Because I was gonna say, I, as a Belgian American, I'm very offended by the idea of noted Belgian Hercule Poirot being reappropriated by the French. The anyway, Belgian American uh, bit is not; it's getting terrible reviews, but I still <laughs> stay committed to this. Yeah. Get obsessed with Tintin, and it's just going to be really <laughs> annoying. So let's just go over sort of what happened. They had a they the, he they need to go. They're going to this party to meet uh, Marilyn's not boyfriend boyfriend's family. Uh, and they, because it's a costume party, they get by for most of it without anyone noticing. And then they've had they've had four dates, Marilyn and Tom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this in and this era, that's when you're considering marriage. So yeah, I was yeah. gonna say now it's time yeah, to meet the parents. There were so many moments where they love to do this thing where they say something off color, at like <laughs> he always howls or something, and then the person they're talking to just like nods and says yes because that's polite and then the camera zooms in on them and then they spend like three minutes being like uh, wait a minute now that I think about it that was a weird thing to say they did that uh, an awful lot yeah well I mean so Tom's dad is wearing a Frankenstein costume so uh, uh, Herman inadvertently insults him but he, well first he goes like you remind me of someone I know and you can't see Herman's face because Herman is dressed as King Arthur and is wearing a knight's helmet with a face shield and he goes, you remind me of someone I know. You, he looks you like, like you didn't. You dressed yourself at a costume party or whatever. You didn't wear a. Didn't the wear younger, away. the younger Ulrich. What is his name? Lars. Um, no, Ian. <laughs> the younger Ulrich. Oh, Elric. Edward Elric. <laughs> no, not Edward. I'm sorry, Al- Alphonse. Um, Alphonse, thank you. It's Elric, um, not uh, Ulric, which yeah, is... Yeah, so he's dressed as Skeet Ulric, and... Yeah, which is why I was... <laughs> I threw everyone. Because <laughs> Skeet is Lars' younger brother, right? And then... That's right. Then, no. like, <laughs> if only. <laughs> Let me finish the bit, Travis. I was combining the two. I was going to talk about how Skeet and Lars tried to bring their the, dead no, mom no, back. No, actually, no, actually, Travis, this is a good bit. Next time we do a bit, just say if only. Like, like, just like every time we're trying to build something, like something that like isn't true because this we're joking. Podcast, just say the. Words, this podcast is just only. a new way, a new exploration on how to kill jokes. Like when someone says, like, because we got to now do if only we. Now also have to say among other things when you quote a person <laughs> among others among others sorry my word choice wasn't ex- this is why if i ever found myself encountering a genie i would call steven first the one who would know the exact word choice i would need i'm sorry did you do you need my pedantry services <laughs> steven i got this genie on the other end help me figure out the right way to word these wishes and then uh, they leave because they're insulted because he takes off his King Arthur helmet and then they're like, he's wearing a mask under a mask. And they think they're being nice because they think he's wearing a mask under a mask. Uh, and they then... Give him the most traditional costume award. I love when Batman does that. And a giant that. thing of what? What was, what was it's that? It's sparkling, Champagne but it alcohol? has vintage on it. I was a little surprised. It was 1957. 
I would love if he had if all at the time instead of dressing as a knight, he had done he'd done a sting type thing and had worn a Frankenstein mask over his Frankenstein mask and revealed his own face because <laughs> that gets me every time. It's so funny. Uh, it's perfect. Here's when my someone's question: Wearing a mask over uh. these these monsters have been alive for so long, and yet they don't seem to know that they are monsters, and they get insulted when people are like, "Man, this is crazy." Like, it's like this is their first day. I've thought about this so much. So much. So much while I was watching this. I mean, for at least 10 minutes. Uh, Especially with Dracula. Because he kept saying shit that if he had actually... I mean, he must be kind of... What's the word? um, Senile? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Because if he's been alive for that long... Maybe, maybe he was just like, I'm having a bit of fun. Yeah, but uh, they, yeah, they don't I could kill seem everybody to understand. In this room before they even know what happened. Like, it's like, it, like in order to write this, I would have to justify it by being like, they just, they have lived in a world of monsters for like 20 years, and they've been living in the world of normal people for like 10 days, and then yeah. this makes sense. Yeah. My only explanation for why this works is because um, all of the monsters were in a car crash on uh, their father's birthday, and now they all have um, uh, enterograde amnesia, so they wake up every day, and, and they're Adam just Sandler like, oh, shows them a video <laughs> yes. explaining yes. this world that they live in. Why am I on a boat right now? You wake up, you're pregnant, and you're on a boat, and the, you don't remember any of it. That's a horror movie. Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. Yep, they leave, and nothing changes, and then they do this They do this episode uh, again for 70 more times, times I, I yeah. believe. Well, okay, you forgot the B-plot, which is that Eddie's home and being babysat by one of Marilyn's friend's moms, and the babysitting consists of him being in his room with the door closed and her hanging out in her house and being like, this place spooky, and occasionally hearing Spot, who does... Get like if you Google image, like they do show Spot at times. Like he is a weird like dragon that Eddie has. But so uh, I have, I have, I have an explanation for this, um, and it's <laughs> that in this time there were much stricter child labor laws that didn't have except that no there were, and they didn't have exceptions for actors. So like. There were a lot of plots in shows like this or The Addams Family where, like, you know, Wednesday or Pugsley would be, like, stuck somewhere and they'd have his voice but not him. And they just ADR it in or whatever the equivalent of ADRing was mm. at the time because they couldn't have them on screen very much um, huh. because they just didn't have as much time to shoot with them. But they liked having the kids as part of the plot. So... Huh. This sort of thing was quite common, having plots with kids where they weren't actually shown. You know what's the you know what's the solution for this problem that uh, everything should use? Twins. Uh, the dolls from Baby Annette. I was going to say adults dressed as, as children. Nope, nope. Uh, yeah, 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 that, that works That's, that's good. Fine. But um, how about dolls? And just everyone acts like they're normal children, but they're a doll. Because that's what happens in Annette, and it's so good. It's so Do good. Do they speak? Nice. Yes. Hate that. Okay. Uh, actually, well, Annette doesn't speak, but she does sing with the voice of an angel and performs at the Hyper Bowl uh, and the halftime show where she then reveals. What is things. this uh, movie? It's a masterpiece! 
Yeah, I've <laughs> never the? listened to Sparks, so I don't know if I'm gonna... It's so good. Adam Driver cries and sings to a baby. He plays a stand-up comedian. It's amazing. It's so good. So based on this, would you watch another episode of The Monsters, everybody? Nope. Uh, Matt's description at the start that this is an SNL sketch is spot on. And like an early 70s SNL, it's the thing where you're like, why were these all like 10 minutes? Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Yeah, they There's like really, only four jokes. There's multiple yeah, locations really in this. this sketch. What the fuck? <laughs> what is happening? Is this the rest of the episode? I was amused. I wouldn't yeah. uh, want to like sit sit down and watch this, but I'd watch the next and be like, I wonder if they expand on this at all. And it's like, oh no, you're pretty limited with what you did as a concept here. I see. Do, yeah. do you wow. remember? Do you remember the Nuni sketches? No. The what? The what? The Nuni sketches on SNL. I think it was the a Fred Armisen I, one. I can't even tell Ugh. what word. I can't. Even, was, it's Nuni? a name. It's a name. The Nuni. I. It's a bad Fred Armisen sketch. Big so so here's the sketch. so here so here's the sketch and and I'm I'm gonna just describe it because it was eight minutes of this every time. Uh, they always had a house with like weird furniture, and uh, brought out kind of like unusual food, and then uh, he'd be like, "Yes, my name is Nuni," and they'd str- struggle to pronounce it, and then his partner or child would walk out and they'd be like, this is Nuni. And then people would be like, Nuni? No, no, I am Nuni. This is Nuni. Uh, and they'd do so, that for a while. And then, at the end of the sketch, one of the people who was visiting would be like, my name is Pamela. And they'd be like, ba ba ba. And then they'd be like, Bowerun. And that was the sketch. And let me tell you, when I was 13, thought it was hilarious. I really like that we wow. basically did the sketch at the start of this when we were like, I'm sorry, what are you saying? And that was the whole joke. That was the whole that joke. Was, that was the whole joke is what are you saying? And they that would is, be eight minutes wow. long. That is sub it's Pat. Um. And this was a recurring sketch. They'd redo it with different people. What if a guy was named Yuni? That's the I, I, uh, <laughs> I dreamt a couple weeks ago that I got hired to write for SNL. Uh, and I wasn't even interested. And then I showed up the first day and was immediately fired. And I was like, oh, this is going to do wonders for me Then in that moment in the dream. Where I was like, oh, perfect. I got everything I needed. I got fired from SNL. Now you'll, be, yeah, now you'll become a comedy icon if you'll be like, look what SNL did with this talented man. <laughs> it's, called, it's called The Art Dealers. If you're really interested in watching I it, which I know you not. are. I'm not interested in watching this. I was busy looking up um, if Dracula Untold was tied to the Dark Universe, and the answer is it's complicated. I could have told it's you this. all you could have complicated. Asked me that <laughs> it was going to originally be, and it was going to serve as like the prequel to it all, and then they did that, and it didn't do that well, and they're like, and they let's retool the all of this. They did the teaser at the end. And yes. Then... And they're like, ooh, let's retool all of this. So that's why when I, I didn't ask who Dracula was, because Dracula was not going to be played by... What's his name? Luke something. Luke Evans. Yes. Luke Evans. My brain thought Luke Evans when I was like, no, you're combining Luke Hemsworth and Chris Evans. Steven. Okay. Would you? Would I? No. <laughs> no. How do you feel about that? I've watched, uh, I've watched an episode of The Addams Family in the last three months, and it's just like, if I, even if I was like, man, I would love to watch a kooky show where the family is different than normal people and thinks reverse of most culturally accepted things, I would just watch The Addams Family. 
I think even this if, is better uh, than the Adams family. Even if Fred Quinn is good movie. at faces. Yeah, like do people really have nostalgia for the Adams Family '60s TV series, or they at least, I mean, our generation, they just like the '90s films. And they yeah. well, they like the '90s films because everyone is hot in the '90s film, especially in sure. the sequel. Everyone. Sure. This is the part where one of you goes, even Christopher Lloyd, and then I go, everyone. But <laughs> no. I wanted to play along. No. I didn't know Ian was such a huge Joan Cusack guy. Uh, She's actually great. She's so good in that movie. Oh my god, the performance, incredible. <laughs> Um, okay. So we still have a finale, which has the same joke structures. <laughs> Only this time, it's about an essay. This has more Eddie. Yeah. Didn't Way more, more Eddie. Eddie. For some reason, the, well, all the because... Eddie stuff made me uncomfortable. Like, more, the, more than the <laughs> other stuff. Like, every time Eddie was on screen and they were like, wash behind your points or whatever, it, it just, like, eh. It, like, it made me feel ickier than any of the other so, jokes. Matt, so, earlier, Matt, earlier, I'm going to start doing werewolf shows. Matt watching one werewolf character made me feel icky. Yeah, disgusted by a werewolf child idea. Yeah, horrifying. The uh, the I, he killed somebody. Unerred pilot. The unerred <laughs> the unerred pilot has Eddie Munster acting extremely like werewolf. Like he's like, I talk like this, and I'm a wolf. Da da da. And they got rid of that, that quickly. That sucks. They should have kept it. Well, yeah. Well, so I mean, in the original pitch, what was going to happen too also was that Eddie would slowly degrade, and you would question his very humanity yeah. as he eventually just became more and more of an animal. And this yeah. is, of course, a byproduct of the fact that um, uh, Herman Munster had spent a lot of time in the Zona, and children of people <laughs> who spend times in the Zona are mutated in various ways. That's right. All right. So Eddie, so Grandpa's working on fixing the electricity so that they never have to pay what? for it because he's fixing. <laughs> Because he's a cheap, he's because he's supposed to be a cheap Jew stereotype. He's like, I don't want to pay for this. So I make my own. Dra- Dracula grew up in a shtetl. It was a whole thing. I mean, Transylvania. I guess yeah, you could easily code as. That was why he was actually run out of Central Europe. Was for, for you know being who, a Jew, you know, not for being a vampire. Who, they were fine with that, but they were like, we they, they changed him out there. Well, uh, yeah, a Jew and a vampire. Uh, you know who probably loved this show. Mel Brooks. Oh, is yeah, it fun totally. to make Jewish jokes knowing that you're like good? Is that a fun thing? That's why I do it all the time. I know, but it it's seems like, like it seems it's like, like the fun. The guy who converted, yeah. Because I can because I can make like some Jewish jokes, but not a Steven, lot. You Steven can joke converting. about po- you can. I mean, just a little, just a little pogrom humor is that's fine. You can have a little. I don't think that one would have been that offensive. <laughs> I'm just saying you you don't even like you don't even think twice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's ingrained. Yeah, yeah. Stephen, you got to convert so that you can I'm get like in on a this. Fake. So, listen, you could also adopt it and make jokes about it, much like how Matt makes jokes about being Italian, despite the fact that Matt's not Italian. <laughs> he's, he's yeah, Albanian. Matt is a disgusting Albanian. <laughs> <laughs> can I just ask: Were Italians okay with Luca Albanians? at all? No. With what? The Pixar movie Luca. Like, it's just like an hour and a half of people making fun of Italians. I would, I would love if there were big protests. It was insane. I mean, they were like, Italians, we're obsessed, we're obsessed with, with Vespas and being overly masculine. Dude, and all these like, things are, it's probably just very true. Yeah. Like, Italy is, feels like a caricature, caricature of itself in many ways when you're actually there. I, I, know, I know. I've been there. I know. Okay, the monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So he does that, 
Eddie, we uh, this is sometimes sometimes when we watch shows like this that are not plot heavy, we have a we we could just make a shorter podcast, but we don't. We, we instead just never. talk about we everything. Else. We, think, we think to ourselves, oh, we could do this one in under ninety minutes, easy. And then I'm like, no, no, no. We have to argue for twenty minutes before the podcast begins, and then we have to talk about you know being Italian. Delay it for a half hour, argue yeah. for twenty minutes after that, and mm-hmm. then have conversations about the most off-topic things you could possibly imagine. Anyway, I was going to say, I just watched Don't Look Now, and I feel like that should maybe offend Italians more, because it portrays Venice as, like, the ugliest city in the world. It somehow. fucking is, dude. <laughs> no, yeah, Italians Venice hate looks Venice. Like shit. It, also, it. it also has the funniest, like, the most laughable killer reveal I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Especially when she pulled the cleaver out, and it was just like... It's bang. so good. <laughs> like, it's so just, like, good. bopped him in the throat. I was like, "That's it. that's the movie." I, it was. You said you did watch Inferno, or you yeah, haven't? You should yet. watch Don't Look Now because it's a very interesting, like, compositional film. I don't know if you ever watched. Isn't Nic- that Nicholas Rieger or Rogue? What's the new Soderbergh film that I haven't watched yet? Um, uh, it has a similar title. To, uh, <laughs> that's what I thought that. you were talking about. Yeah. It's not that, but it was when you said that I was like, "Oh, no!" This, this, is, Don- this is Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie in 1973 uh, psychological thriller. And Nicholas Rieg, or Rogue, whatever, that MF loves mirrors and match cutting. Nicholas, what? That's Nicholas Winding Ref? <laughs> Nicholas Winding Refn? What? Is this who this is? It's just a, it's just a movie about match cuts. Uh, Ooh! Apparently really mirror explicit shots. sex scene. A very long and explicit sex scene that made Warren Beatty very angry and allegedly like it, inspected it to see if Don Sutherland's penis actually went in Julie Christie's vagina or not. Because they were dating at the time, and he was really mad about it. <laughs> So the finale that we watched started with the Universal logo. Dude, yeah, what was up I with thought, that? Did anybody notice that? Yeah, that was the first Dark Universal logo. <laughs> I believe that the Universal Dark Universal. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna. I'm pulling it up. I think like a shadow casts across the. Yeah, it the, is. The it's like silent. It, yeah, it definitely doesn't do that. I, listen, fanfare. love studio fanfare. We should have more TV shows. Should start with that. Yeah. It should be it all should like, all be like uh, when we watch. Yes, <laughs> we watched seven of those, and I was like, "Okay, wait a minute." That really had it this. just like solidified the energy of like, "Listen, we needed this money so bad. Like, <laughs> we, we get we'll all. get it anywhere we can." Again, yeah, you just going Sega when Sega popped <laughs> on screen is really that would also be great. Before every, uh, uh, I said game. I wanted to say game. Sorry, uh, every show if it just meant Sega. You're just a general video game company that you. Don't expect to be Atlas. The GameCube look. I once made a mixtape where the uh, first sound was the GameCube. It's a good you know, sound. sound no, it, what was good is when we played it at the party, almost everyone was like, GameCube? Like, yeah. Immediately clocked it. So I'll do the PS2 for the next one. Or the alternate do, GameCube do, one that you can play if you held Z. The, the, the monkeys. Yeah. Eddie Munster has to write an essay about his about his standard American family, which is a weird thing to do to a class of children's. It's a weird thing to do to a class of children because you don't know their fucking life. Like, every uh, kid is writing about their standard American upbringing. This sounds extremely like suburban education. Is the assignment sta- is the assignment that they're supposed to be standard, or is it just his spin on it? Is he's like I'm writing the about way how I heard it. <laughs> the way I, I heard it, it sounded like write about how normal you are. That's the assignment. <laughs> That's, that sounds like a thing you would do as a teacher to then show kids that everyone's definition of normal is very different. 
Don't no, go into teaching, Travis. Do go into teaching, Travis. Please, I'm, no. No, I'm good. <laughs> I uh, would love to see Travis shaping the next generation of American <laughs> leaders. A man Imagine. who I believe on some level is afraid of children. I would love to see. How could you not be Ima- afraid of children? Imagine just ah. a class of children that have all been molded mentally by me. Nightmares. My philosophy. I think, I think Stephen and I are now pretty good and not afraid of children and are relatively pro-children. I not, am uh, I am afraid of Irish children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, the way you've talked about Irish they're teens. So, they are so like, scary. <laughs> Uh, Somebody's got to get you to the point where you're rolling a fucking tire down the street or whatever. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, Eddie has to write about it. He goes to school, gets in trouble. He has an awesome. He carries his books in a chain. Everybody noticed that shit. I saw yes. that. I got to start he doing the, that. He was the original like '90s new metal kid. Yeah, it's the first uh, chain wallet. Chain there wallet. it was. It was a chain binder. <laughs> <laughs> I just cool love the hell. idea of yeah, you like you sit down. And it's like okay, time to pull out my math book. You pull out like a skeleton key, you, and then you're like, let me just unlock this. Yeah, that's just sick. like a giant sound. You know, like just like you know, a lot of like gear turning sort of sounds. Uh, the gears made it too steampunk now. It sounds heavy. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. That's a dangerous line you have to walk. Yeah. I had two weeks of my life where I thought the steampunk aesthetic was cool. It 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 does make sense to be like it's kind of it's all clockwork like that's yeah. kind of cool and then you like you see it and you're like oh oh no it's no. really one oh, of those no. things where the people who love it are really the problem not the thing <laughs> itself you know what I mean I feel like the thing itself created the people that love it though yeah like they would have been drawn okay to but it you could make that argument with anything Stephen you should just bring it back mm, no. Yeah, Steven, uh, you're gonna you're gonna just make it uh, cool. Claim gonna, it for the cool. Uh, guys. You're gonna take steampunk to, for the light. Mm, right, that's fair. I'm cool, so if I like steampunk, then steampunk becomes yeah. cool. That's right. I can hang Steven, out with Grimes. Yeah, Steven wearing the a waistcoat. <laughs> yeah, a waistcoat and like really like pillowy shirt with like goggles. Yeah, the fucking goggles. <laughs> that's the hard part, man. And like the hat. Well, and then when you got the goggles, and then you got the hat that has a different pair of goggles on top. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to wear so many goggles, you guys. That, you walking like, around. That's just how Les Claypool dresses, though. Like, he's very steampunk looking. <laughs> I guess so. I never really thought walking about it. Walking around looking like is. it's the Tonight Tonight music video. So in the school, <laughs> we get we, he walks out after reading the essay after class, and the principal's like, wow, this is a, this is a problem. We need to talk to his parents about this. And uh, so they go to the Munster's house, which we all know it's got to be weird because it's weird. There will be some hijinks. Um, they have an electric hijinks. chair for some reason. Uh, That's sick. Oh, yeah. The, I would love the to have one like, I, I the was essay- about to say, <laughs> well, we know Matt would love an electric chair, and he fucking beat me to it. I didn't even get to make the joke because he's like, that would be so cool. Dude, how cool would that be if, like, one of the seating arrangements in your house was... Not cool! Have a guest come in and be like, please, ride the lightning. And (laughs) sit down in there. 
If I walked into your house, your house. <laughs> what? I walked into your house. house. <laughs> what did I just say? No, sorry. That, no, you just got overtaken by an Australian person. You just add extra R's into your shit. No, your house. I can't, I can't even recreate that sound. If I walked into your house, house. which I think has a lovely current setup and. and and even natural light and beautiful plants, and there's just one electric chair. I think I could look over it, and she'd be like, "Yeah, he wanted <laughs> he had to it." Compromise. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the it's the upgraded version of when you really wanted one lava lamp, and your then girlfriend would not have you own would not let you own a lava lamp. <laughs> that was fucked up. That was fucked up. That was really you the beginning of the end lamp? for them. <laughs> Dude, I was at, we were at Menards and we walked past a lava lamp and I was still like, this is fucking sick. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about a lava lamp, but I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I think I should get a lava lamp in this room. Matt, do psychedelics. <laughs> so then they go back and Grandpa turns the electricity off and uh, they're Well, Grandpa's like, electricity is... I, well, he stole it from he the doesn't air. Turn it off. He's using a Frankenstein machine to try to yeah. generate power. After and he ruins it? the dinner, which was going to be dodo bird roast. Oh um, my god! Very, very expensive. That whole there's some Flintstones ass jokes in this too. We didn't talk about the Raven cuckoo clock also, which that was, was, was just the, a, such Flintstones energy. That was the energy. first time I actually laughed out loud in this show. <laughs> when the Raven clock said "Nevermore," yeah, like because it was just like, where the fuck did that fucking like? They couldn't figure out how to actually now, that, put that, that in there. They you, just randomly like made it happen in the middle of the episode. Yeah, there was it had nothing to do with anything. Electric chair. It was bad. the pilot. If you though. had a if you had a cuckoo clock that every hour on the hour just popped out and said "Nevermore." Good. If only. Yeah. So then, uh, oh, and then he said everything was just dusted, and he hits it, and there's dust on it, which means that by dusting it, they just added dust, which I thought was yep. a pretty good joke, personally. Yep. Subverted um, my expectations there. They did, and that's what comedy is. If you <laughs> if you subscribe to certain people's belief of comedy, um, and then they get scared, it goes dark, and they hide in a coffin, and then they leave, and then. Well, that's because Herman comes home because, uh, like, the thing, they, like, they learn like after they read the essay, they were like, "All oh, this stuff sounds unbelievable. We have to check it out." And then so much of the stuff was coming true. And then the thing that they were really hung up on was like the dad's nine feet tall and has green skin and bolts on his neck. And then he came in and you know made toy face at them or whatever. And then they uh, you know, but they couldn't see him very well. There's like his hands really big and that and his he didn't trim his nails, uh, and that's frightening to me. Uh, and then they finally, he goes up to them after the lights come on. Just very genial or whatever. Some monster. It's a nice man. I don't yeah. know. It's just a big sweetie. Yeah, you never you know met your friend's big intimidating dad, and he was just very nice. That's some monster. And they get scared and they leave. And that's the end of the uh, series. And then the, just oh, no. Then, then there's, there's, there's a there's weird the stinger. Yeah. There's a yeah. weird stinger where he's like, I made water this time, and then it comes from the ceiling, and then he's they're like, are you going to do anything? And then he puts an umbrella up, and that's the end of the series. Well, well, it, it, doesn't just, it doesn't just come out of the... It comes out of every... Like, it shoots out of the toaster, and it shoots out of things that should not be connected to the plumbing. Uh, it's very yeah, it's like the lights. <laughs> yeah. He said it's water cookie. would come from everywhere. It's cookie. Uh, destruction of the set, I think. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's a stretch, but I'll give it to it's you. It's been nice yeah, to I'll not watch it. a show that ended with a baby and a wedding. Like it, it's like I don't know. Feels nice to watch things end differently. Though this is the second week in a row where one of us has just had to say, "That's how the show ends." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because this it's just like all thing. It's <laughs> like here it is, the last joke. They're like, do you ah, decent joke to end on? Sure. <laughs> sure. Didn't go out on top, but they went out on their back. You know, doesn't feel like uh, anything really got resolved. But that's how life sometimes is. Yeah, it's it's just like a, a Yoshinari uh, Kawabata novel. You're just like, ah, and life keeps on going, yeah. you know? Yep. The beauty in the ending is not rather the ending, but rather that this is when we are left with the characters and we must ponder what comes next for them without any knowledge or guidance. Uh, right. Abraham Van Helsing moves in next door, um, <laughs> thus kicking off the plot of the film Van Helsing, which I would rather watch. Hey, Ian, who, what, who says that quote? What? You said a quote. Who's, whose quote is that? A quote. What quote? I didn't say a quote. Was that just that you was talking? my brain? He was you, me. Every, like this, this happens like he's once a profi- every third episode. He's a profound episode. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> every now and then I can be eloquent, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I don't know. The yeah. monsters. The monsters. It was fine. I, We're I all saying the monsters now like it's the end of the aristocrats joke. It was on <laughs> when there were three channels and... You know, I get it. And it's funnier than most current day comedies. Yeah, I mean, it could. it's not like a Chuck... It's not like any given Chuck Lorre show. Like, it's funnier than all of those. I really didn't laugh at all at this show, but... I smiled. I, yeah, I smiled. But it didn't, but generally make, me, just it didn't when, make my skin crawl the way no, much like a lot of the like made-for-Netflix comedy does. It didn't make my skin crawl. I was just kind of bored. It did not make my skin crawl. We gotta do a Netflix show at some point, I but yeah. I just haven't figured out which one. Have ones. we not they done just, a Netflix? They don't show. last that long, or we they last forever. A, yeah, we haven't done any like streaming show. I think. What's a streaming? Well, we can talk about this later. Uh, yeah, the monsters. It ends. I give it six bolts. Is that out of ten <laughs> bolts? Is this a bolt basis? That- no, doesn't matter. Is yeah. this the new thing? Oh, uh, yeah. Steven's just going to rate the shows at the end. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to rate it original. Travis, what's your convoluted rating scale? Or do, <laughs> does this happen naturally? We just figured this out. Uh, I give this three ghouls out of five gremlins. Is there a conversion rate that we need to no. know about? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's The Monsters, a show that we collectively have determined is original. Yeah. Three out of three three ghouls out of five gremlins and six bolts. Yeah. Take that down to the bank and figure that one out. Uh Ian, what do we have next week? Uh I feel like saying hello to an old friend, but in a new way. Uh so I Are think it's time the Batman uh, show. No, I think it's time for us to pick up the morning paper because we're talking about early edition. Oh hell oh, yeah. No, oh, gosh. <laughs> Beautiful pick. <laughs> Who here knows the least about early edition? I don't know what that is. Right. All right. We've definitely been discussed <laughs> with you. Yeah, you, can't price this, Travis, you can't say this now. <laughs> you gotta, I was going to do that at the end of this. <laughs> Steven, I am putting 30 seconds on the clock. Tell me everything you think you know about early edition, starting now. Early edition is a, it's about a newspaper. And 
there's some like oh I just remembered <laughs> <laughs> he writes he writes things and then they happen or something like that he writes things and then they happen he writes things in the newspaper and then that thing happens later and then I don't know he probably tries to do things that he wants and then and that's probably time. some monkey's paw aspect that's time and we will be back next week to talk about the Kyle Chandler vehicle early edition where he gets tomorrow's paper today and tries to stop things from happening. Oh. So Stephen was close. That's not that far off. Yeah. No, uh, except for the this fact is, that... You wrote an evil version of early edition. <laughs> yeah. He's the creator yes. of the newspaper. You did, I think, the end of Alan Wake. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to talk about early edition. Uh, we're mostly going like, to talk wow. about Kyle, probably. We're mostly going to talk about Kyle, but no, because uh, I was like, wow, we really haven't done CBS shows, despite it being America's most watched network. And then I remembered, as we started this, that The Munsters was a CBS show. But that's fine. You could have totally flipped it, too, and revisited him as, and also jumped on to, we haven't done a Netflix show yet and done Bloodline. But I, I, I Bloodline's like high on my list, actually. But I, I uh, already started downloading Early Edition, so that's okay, why I didn't great. hit it. Steven, can you bring us home? Can you close this one out? I, oh. If the answer is no, that's fine. You can just say no. I, the quotes that I have, I think, are just so boring. I have like, I haven't been so insulted since the day I died. It's just like, ah, like these these quotes. And then there's like, and then there's like, wow, our niece is just so ugly, you know? Because that's like a third of them. <laughs> just like maybe just the Meg Griffin of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it really is back. Can't we do anything? Oh, oh yeah. He says like, there's not enough makeup in the. They're makeup artists, not miracle workers. Wait, that's from the unaired pilot. Anyway, <laughs> I guess that's it, folks. Uh, thanks as thanks always for listening. To, uh, to <laughs> well, you always thank everybody before I you forgot. tell me. I know. To bring I it forgot. Home. I realized that. <laughs> I'm, I haven't stopped recording. Blah, 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 I haven't fine. stopped recording. Thanks as always to our wonderful producer. Uh, Matt Siani, Matt Isiani, who deserves a million webbies for his work this day and all days. Thanks to you for listening. Tell a friend, uh, maybe not this episode, or maybe this episode, you know? I don't <laughs> maybe know it'll be great. The, I don't know which is the one to be like, here's the one to check out. I think it's Sailor Moon, but I'm biased. Ooh, lightning. I hope it hits our house. See, they're all like, all the quotes are one like. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Like, I don't know. If you found the show funny, then you'll find these quotes, like, good. I, I don't really... <laughs> <laughs>